welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friend. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com. And welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Bite Size, just a quick nugget of encouragement for your day. And we are in episode 102, and this one is titled, Trusting God with the Impossible as Mothers. There's been a book that's been a comfort to me in my walk with the Lord as I Parent a Prodigal by Ruth Bell Graham called Prodigals and Those Who Love Them, Words of Encouragement for Those Who Wait. Waiting on a Prodigal is hard, and this book isn't a how-to, but it's a book of prayers and promises and meditations in the Word for troubled hearts. One section of the book that was a comfort to me, and my hope is it will be to you too as I share through this, whether you have a prodigal or not, was the section titled The Possible and the Impossible. And Ruth Bell Graham writes, We mothers must take care of the possible and trust God for the impossible. We are to love, affirm, encourage, teach, listen, and care for the physical needs of the family. We cannot convict of sin, create hunger, and thirst after God or convert. These are miracles, and miracles are not in our department. End quote there. She then gives us two columns of our part and God's part, and she kind of breaks these down. So my part, the possible as a mama, is I can express love to them. I can pray intelligently, logically, urgently, without ceasing in faith. I can enjoy being a mother. I can provide a warm, happy home. I can minister to their physical and emotional needs as I'm able. And then she shares about God's part, the impossible. So the impossible for us is I can't convict of sin, but God can convict of sin. God can create a hunger and thirst for righteousness. God can convert. God can bring them to the place of total commitment. And God shows us ourselves as we really are without ever discouraging us. And God continually fills us with his Holy Spirit for our sanctification and his service. So again, those that little above there that I shared was taken from a book called Prodigals and Those Who Love Them, Words of Encouragement for Those Who Wait. So loving our prodigal, what does this look like? This can be a really hard season at times, and it can be challenging to give thanks to the Lord in and through it. I can attest that this season has strengthened my faith. It's caused me to dwell deeply in God's word. It's strengthened my prayer life for my prodigal, my own prayer life personally, and it's also strengthened my prayer life for other lost family and friends. It's given me compassion towards others who are dealing with difficult situations and caused me to repent of areas of my life when I found myself judging others or not understanding what it was like to walk in their shoes. Your child, and this could be even a spouse as we're talking through this, they're without Christ. So we can't expect them to act or behave like a Christian. What they need most from you is the love and care of Christ shown to them. We can so easily do this to the lost around us that are not in our family. So how much more should we love those well that are lost within our own families? Speak the truth when you can. And when it fits the situation or conversation, 
don't force Christ continually upon them. There's moments when you can share the gospel, and that is good, and you should take advantage of those moments. Your life needs to be a light for Christ. So that I'm thinking there, Matthew 5, 14, your child has most likely grown up around the truth of the gospel, and they know it well. It does not have to be a part of every conversation with them. If you have a friend with a prodigal child and you're listening to this, maybe you don't have a prodigal, love that friend well. Ask about their child. Ask how they're doing. Continue to pray for them and their lost child. If you have a relationship with their prodigal, reach out to them because they probably don't have many Christian people around them. And a lot of them, a lot of times Christian people aren't always reaching out to those lost prodigals and friends' lives. And I can attest to this that I am continually, that's a prayer for my son continually that somebody would, that the Lord would put other believers in his walk. And I would love it even more so if it were people that he knows and we know mutually. Because as a mama with a lost child, I am continually praying for those who know and love Christ to influence my son's life. So if you have a prodigal child, you need to hear this. You are not to blame. Listen, I've been in some dark places here. You need to read the reminder above of doing the possible while trusting God with the impossible. This doesn't mean that we don't take responsibility for areas where we have sinned and maybe we need to repent and ask forgiveness from the Lord and our children. But God is the author of salvation. It would be just as wrong for me to take credit for a child in the faith as if I did something to cause that as to take the blame for a child outside the faith. When we do this, we're living by a mentality of works righteousness. You did nothing to contribute to your salvation, and you can do nothing to contribute to the salvation of another person. A mentor that I so cherish shared an encouraging thought with me that I like to remind myself of often. She said, the Lord is still writing his testimony. So I'm very mindful of that. I didn't come to faith until I was 35. So I am always praying, this is true for my son. I was reminded of love hopes all things when we were working through 1 Corinthians 13 in the episode on showing true biblical love for our husbands. And I'm going to paraphrase John MacArthur a bit here from his commentary on this verse on 1 Corinthians 13, 7 that even when belief in a loved one's goodness or repentance is shattered, love still hopes. He said here, as long as God's grace is operative, human failure is never final. We all hope in love that our lost child, and I'm putting here, you can add in here, your spouse or family member or neighbor or friend, that they will be saved, that love refuses to take failure as final. As long as there is life, love does not lose hope. So my mama, don't lose hope, please. Don't lose hope, my dear mama. I do have some resources that have been a help and encouragement to me to read and listen to, and I will link to the post where you can find them in the show notes over at the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com. And before I leave you, I want to share a prayer that I keep in my prayer journal to pray for my son daily, and it's from Angela Wan. Her son Christopher was lost, and he was going down a very dark path, but God two of my favorite words to hear, God saved Christopher. And they wrote a book together called Out of a Far Country. And the the biggest impact I had in that book was her example of praying for her son. It was so encouraging to me. So I want to share this prayer with you. And I will put this in the show notes too, so you have it. 
she said, and where I'm saying the word son, I personalize the prayer for myself. And I obviously, I pray my son's name through the prayer. So, but the prayer says, I will stand in the gap for my son. I will stand until the victory is won, until his heart changes. I will stand in the gap every day. And there I will fervently pray. And Lord, just one favor. Don't let me waver. If things get rough, which they have, I will never give up on my son, nor will you. I will not quit, though it may take years. I give you my fears and my tears as I trust every moment to you. Amen. So my mamas out there, I'm praying for the Lord to give us grace to continually place our children and ourselves in his hand moment by moment. It's a daily prayer for myself. I pray you will rest in his perfect peace and find comfort in our God who is sovereign and working out all things together for his, for our good and for his glory. I pray that you find your hope in him and in him alone. Matthew 19, 26 reminds us, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. A quote from John Piper that I just love is a good reminder here. In every situation in our lives, God is always doing a thousand different things that we cannot see and we do not know. So my friend, Jesus is enough always. I'm so thankful for you, my friend, and I pray you have a very blessed week. 